welcome to episode 370 and four of the Overlook Hour. I am your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man sitting across the table from me. He is keeping his mouth tight-lipped, but he is rotating. He is jostling. He is bobbling up and down. He is trying to suppress his laughter because he has been roasting me for the past 30 minutes. Um, it is Intervention Part 2 of the Overlook Hour, now bringing in Russell John, the fisherman. I wasn't going to mention anything, just to be clear. And I'm glad you said I was roasting you because I was doing very good. And Randy recorded it all, but it probably won't make the show <laughs> because it's kind of depressing. <laughs> but it's fine. I'm doing this for you, dude. Which part? To make you a better writer. You're, he's literally, he's got dark sunglasses on right now. A hood over oh, his head. to light sunglasses? And he's scratching his neck. <laughs> you look more San Franciscan than you ever have right now. Dude, that's tight. <laughs> and on my new laptop. Yeah. You got some fucking fentanyl-laced weed in there? What's going on? Oh, it's that. Oh, if the, dude, you want to get me off weed? Tell me that shit. I don't. Well, I mean, fortunately, I don't think Ease is going to do that to you. Randy, can you Google that, please? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know um, a blunt laced with cocaine is called a chewy. So, what would a vape laced with fentanyl call? Is that a thing? Yeah. What does that do? Uh, I heard it's incredible. I don't know about that. Randy, would you look that up, please? You really got to roll your, the dice, dark though. web. If you're going to go any kind of powder or pill now, you're. It's. I heard somebody um, say it was akin to playing Russian roulette with five bullets in the chamber. So, well, <laughs> that's night night. Now, Randy, you're out there in the streets. You're out there in Hotlanta. That Randy Michael Stat bring into the Overlook Hour. Uh, yeah. What What do you know about Chewies, dude? You out there on Marta? You know, begging for Chewies. No, I did ride Marta a couple times, though, within the last week. Oh, hell yeah. And I do That's know cool. about uh, the DJ Chewy Gomez from the San Francisco Bay Area. Did you <laughs> tour with Chewy Gomez? I don't. He was on a uh, popular radio station back in the day. I'm forgetting which radio station that is. Yeah, I have no idea. I know I knew about Chewy's because of Andre Nicotina. Because he smoked him like a motherfucking nut, if you know what I'm talking about. What? <laughs> it's a song lyric. I don't think country got into the chewy game, so. Oh, no. I don't think so either. I saw some weird. I, YouTube was suggesting um, weird country rap to me. And I kept clicking it. I don't know. And long story short, I got to show you some videos. Okay. <laughs> We got some weird territory. Uh, also joining us is Oksana Valerinova Osachi. Oksana, hello. Hello. How's everything today? Good. I'm enjoying the weather. It's raining for the first time in like a year, it feels like. Well, it is very dark and very gloomy outside, but it is probably 60 degrees. And yay for that, because it was plus 90 degrees that last week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Will y'all pick it up? What's happening? I'm just I'm following your lead. You're the, the captain at the helm and you look like you're about to 
fall asleep in your plate of spaghetti. It's like a Harmony Corinne movie. First of all, here. you know that's mom's spaghetti. Okay. <laughs> okay. How dare well, you disrespect good. my mother's spaghetti? So you did have things you wanted to talk about up top. Do you remember? Okay. Now a little behind the curtain here. Uh, we had a pre-show meeting, and I know I talked about it before, but there's a monitor in the room, and I used to screen share my computer with it, and I would move around. Now, I did this because we used to have it hooked up to Oksana, who's literally doing a screen capture for YouTube videos, which are about 100 behind, just to pepper in some some love for you too, Oksana. <laughs> okay, well, now, how about this? Why don't we we lose, all right? <laughs> and then we just no, start no, no, a new no, no. No, no, no. We we can't start taking work advice from you. Um, but whoa, I, <laughs> right? What? No, hold on. Now here's the thing. We Ooh, talked about I want We talked about screen sharing and having Oksana's screen up on the monitor. I think this is already backfiring. As Clark has lost his train of thought, looking over here at Chewy Gomez. That's why we stopped doing it in the first. Place. I know. I know. No, that's what wrong. No, too. this completely. You're worried about me. You're not my fucking babysitter. <laughs> I'm a little worried about you. A Clark. Why? Worried. No, it was just a bit. I'm not worried about you. Randy, I'm worried about Russell. Talk about being worried about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about both of you guys at this point. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. And Oksana, let- what are you fucking worried about? <laughs> Nothing. Good. All right. Randy, go ahead. Let in our guest. Uh, it's a counselor. Her name's Susan. She's here to talk. Uh, this is an intervention, Clark. We're sorry. All right. Lock the doors. (laughs) I didn't want to talk about a story. Now, I don't know a ton of details because my name's Clark and that's what I do. I just, you know, hear about things. I don't (laughs) like to, you know, investigate. So I thought we could do that together as friends. Um, oh, I know a little bit. Uh, so Brett Favre, quarterback. Randy, Brett Favre is a quarterback. What a quarterback is, is that it is a position on a American football team. He is I know Brett Favre. Thank you very much. Uh Brett Favre is quarterback alumnus of my alma mater. That's a lot of Greek words that I'm just <laughs> like not comfortable saying. Which is, you know, fine. Because I am I want to be clear. I'm good with the Greeks, all right? Even though, Randy, what's the Greek thing I don't like? The little hockey pucks? Yogurt. Falafel. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, can be, <laughs> they can be good, though. You get a good one. I don't know. You like the falafel? I think they're awful. I don't know. <laughs> they're more meatball-shaped. Yeah, Yeah, but you could use them. They, they, they look like, you know, a constipated, like, you know, animal that would poop that size. Which would, I don't know, what would we call that? What would poop that size? Chipmunk? A buffalo. Oh, hell no. <laughs> what am I thinking of? Uh, rat, no, rabbit? No, rabbit poops bigger. What's bigger? Gopher? How big's a gopher? Smaller than a rabbit. Is it? Yeah. Fox. You'd have to go bigger. Pig. I think I think for something to poop pellets that size, it would have to be very large. I think pig scat is like, you know what? I don't even know that I know what pig scat looks like. And I've wrestled a pig before. I'm not looking that up. <laughs> yeah, don't look up pig scat. 
All right. Where's this going? What were we talking about? Favre. Brett Favre. Quarterback. Hall of Famer from the University of Southern Mississippi. Here's what happened, guys. Brett Favre. Also, can you look up what Brett Favre's current net worth is? Oksana Valeria Nova Osachi. Anybody want to guess what Brett Favre's worth? A billion. Okay, Russell's. I'm the high one. <laughs> I don't know. I was just picking a nice round number. Five million. One hundred million dollars. That's it. Roughly. Yeah, he's got to be worth more than that. What? I don't know. Well, here's what you're about to learn about Brett Favre. He's not too good with money. Oh. Um. A man worth a hundred million dollars. Uh, can, uh, can we go to the article now, please? Brett Favre text messages reveal hypocrisy of Mississippi officials blasting Jackson. In 2020, Mississippi State Auditor said about $70 million in federal welfare funds has been misspent. And Brett Favre is, uh, accumulates approximately $5 million of that $70 million. So now he is being um, investigated along with former Governor Phil Bryant, who is a Southern Miss alum as well, uh, for taking $5 million out of the Mississippi Welfare Fund and funding a beach volleyball court, which I will say is stunningly beautiful. <laughs> we have a wonderful uh, volleyball facility. Wait, I'm confused about so much of this. One, Red Favre, okay, $100 million is very low. I was sure it had to be like, honestly, I thought a billion was not off. He should be worth a billion if he was doing it right. Then, well, you got to think his contracts were, were decent, but they weren't the contracts of today. Yeah, but he's also like a name. He's sure. a household name. Well, you know, think about his sponsors. His sponsors were Wrangler Jeans, Rayovac Batteries. So number two in jeans, yeah. number two in batteries. Okay. Um, what else did he sponsor? Well, still, I mean, the fact that he stole a a petty amount of five million—that's nothing for him from one of the po- the poorest state in our country. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I said, can you scroll down and see if they show the text messages here for a volleyball court? So much of this shit just seems dumb. The the text messages are pretty damning. Yeah, keep scrolling. Also, I want to point out that this article from MSNBC. See if you can Google that. Um, uh, They should be out there. The picture that they put on the top of the article is him. Of course, they always get a bad photo of the guy in question or gal. It could be anybody um, because they're a villain there, right? Mm -hmm. So he's looking not great. And then a split screen is somebody carry. They're in a hood. You don't know who it is. They're on the field and they're carrying like a 12 pack of smart water. What the, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? This whole thing is in shambles. Did you write this like before we started recording? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. The the text messages are are pretty rough um, where it just shows that. Basic, basically, Favre asked, um, hey, is there any way the media is going to find out about this? Well, no. Come yes, on. No. It's, yeah. That's it. It's that simple. And what they this say, is no, like, no way. <laughs> yes. Yes. Dude, it's Cohen Brothers-esque, this whole thing. 
I mean, I'm kind of into that. I could see Brett Favre really having a career with the Coen brothers. He's a handsome man. He's got some heft. Yeah, but apparently um, now more and more is coming out. And it's always been kind of like people just have like great respect for Brett Favre, as do I. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever had. However, um, you know, with this coming out, more and more people are coming out of like, yeah, he's uh, he's a bit of a scumbag. So, uh, like, people are coming out, you know, saying stories of Brett Favre, what he did when he was in college, and, uh, like, he would just publicly expose himself. And, and thank you. Um, uh, well, allegedly. There was a thing at a I bar. I do he remember did, you talking about seeing He did his- whatever he, yeah, and he was like, well, I'm Brett Favre. And we were like, <laughs> yeah! Yeah! I mean, you know, look, it's what do you what do you want to do? And also, like, think about the type of quarterback he is. He's a playmaker, man. You, you know, when you said, what do you want to do? I'm Brett Favre. You know what I imagined hmm. was fucking our boy in your favorite scene in Barbarian. You know what I'm talking about when he's in the oh, bar talking? Yeah. Like, real talk. Real, I imagined a moment like that. Yeah. Where it's Brett Favre. Like, hey, and you're like, I want to root for you, but you're losing me rapidly. Yeah. Well, also, you know, he uh, sent a dick pic to a New York Jets reporter. And yeah, yeah. she probably was looking for research. (laughs) Yeah. So it's always been like we've always known Brett Favre, bit of a dirtbag. All right. So uh, we got the text messages. Like I said, this goes back uh, to 2017, August 3rd, 2017. Brett Favre to Nancy New. If you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much? Literally, that is what the text message says. Nancy knew it, 6.26 p.m., two hours after Brett Favre. How did they get these? I don't know, dude. Okay. Patriot Act. <laughs> uh, no, we've never had, we've never have had that information publicized. I understand you being uneasy about that, though. Let's see what happens on Monday with the conversation with some of the folks at Southern, Southern Miss. Uh, Maybe it will click with them, hopefully. Brett Favre, okay, thanks. The next day, wow, Nancy knew. Wow, just got off the phone with Phil Bryant, former governor of the state of Mississippi. He is on board with us. We will get this done. Brett Favre, 121, a minute after that text message. Awesome. I needed to hear that for sure. (laughs) And they're talking about laundering money or like they're literally just taking it out or. Yeah. Okay. They'd be taking the funds out of the the welfare. Weird. Of again, the poor state. Yeah. But I I also want to say the facility is top notch. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, it fucking better be. How did you see it? I, I was trying to look it up. I couldn't find any pictures of it. Type in uh, Southern Miss Beach Volleyball Facility. Yeah, I don't know. And w- you're saying his daughter plays for that volleyball team? Uh, she actually transferred. Away? Yeah. Or to it? Away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some problems. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, it, it looks beautiful. All right. Uh, so, yeah, Southern Miss to the top. Thanks, Brett. But, man, I don't know. I like uh, small-town politics. 
And it's it's always exciting in the state of Mississippi. Randy, uh, I want you to play some sort of uh, American Roots music background during that segment. Sounds good. Yeah, give me some, uh, you know, Mississippi North Country blues. Actually, don't do that. It's also it's it's contractual. Every time they say this Mississippi, uh, they have to play a blues guitar or something. Also, there is a Brandy. Have you seen that uh, very stunning blues documentary that I've been meaning to see for a long time? I know it was on um, Criterion Channel for a little while. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. If I knew the name of it, maybe. I know, and the name is like uninteresting. Uh, are y'all okay over there? We're looking up information, so what we're we're losing touch on uh No, I was just the blues according to Lightning Hopkins. No, that's not it. Hmm? What were you saying? Um because she's looking up stuff and it's not showing up, but I'm looking up the same shit on my computer. Yeah. I was uh yeah, it's because she's using Bing. Using Bing. Microsoft Edge. Yeah. Uh, not, okay. Not a good search. Engine. So technical. <laughs> that's technical and boring. <laughs> Randy, it's called uh, Deep Blues. No, no, haven't heard of it. Deep Blues, a musical pilgrimage to the crossroads, is a British documentary film released in 1991, uh, but they just re-released it, and uh, it looks uh, super, super cool. And I've been meaning to watch it, uh, but I haven't. So maybe next week. All right. Um, did we want to talk to our friend? Our friend's name is David Lynch. <laughs> is that his intro this week? I don't know. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. Wow, what happened? It was good. Thank you, friend. All right, should I let him in? Yes. Was he in Atlanta now? <laughs> that is true. He is, yeah. He came to visit me today. He, he saw my Blue Velvet poster. God, and uh, he's you. like, this guy likes uh, me a little more than these other guys do, so. Good. So good. So he'll, he'll eat all your fucking treats. <laughs> That's right. You know, Russell, he hasn't compensated us for all the treats he's eaten. Yeah, with his artistic craft and his fun... Um, expansion of a forever train that's our payment forever train is good all right randy let's go good morning it's september 18 2022 and it's a sunday day two of weekend projects all aboard the fun work train which has been running Smoothly, continuously. Today, I'm once again headed for one of the dining cars for hot coffee, a cookie, and possibly some popcorn. And today, I'm going to be working with an experiment with 
tempera powder. <laughs> what are you huffing it? Everyone, oh, have a you. great day. Randy, get him out of here. No. All right, I, I can't do this segment anymore. Is he high too? Here, no, it, it's not. It's not that. This is what it is. He's old. This is this is calling your grandfather at the nursing home. Well, I think I'm going to eat a cookie today and some popcorn, and later I'm going to use some tempera paint. Have a nice day. Honestly, when he was he was painting a picture for me that reminded me a lot of your day today. It was like come down to the to the kitchen, get a cookie, nibble on it like a hamster halfway, put it down on the counter, go smoke a blunt, go upstairs, have some temper powder, <laughs> play Brett Favre and Ole Miss on your college football game. Okay, that's where you cross the line. Rinse and Southern Miss. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You had it until you I, lost you know, it. It's the fundamentals with you, dude. I'm just if you could just <laughs> execute the goddamn fundamentals, no. then you could be a good roaster. I'm an observer. You but, don't, but see, then you fuck it up. I, I got ADHD. You had it. You had it, and you fucked it up. <laughs> Man, I was with. I was like, oh, he's doing good, and you lost right. it. I gotta, I gotta work on it. <sighs> you lost it. All right. Anything else, bud? <laughs> me yeah um not really no my week was pretty boring and i'm kind of i don't know i'm still upset that we flew fucking david lynch to atlanta yeah i feel like did we did we not watch him guys <laughs> i got him yeah i know you and can uh, have him it was the only fucking thing i looked forward to in this show you can take yeah <laughs> i was hanging out with david lynch you feed him applesauce <laughs> I got that, no. uh, that royal money, according to you guys, apparently, on the uh, Tuesday episode. Oh, you do? You clearly are the loaded member of this show. Oh, all right. So here's the thing. I only have one movie this week, and it's the same movie that Randy has. Um, because I didn't finish the movie that I was going to watch, because I feel like if I had finished it, then I was going to force to talk about it, and I didn't want to talk about it, because the, the movie is The Queen, because I wanted to watch The Queen. What is that movie? I don't even. <laughs> it's the movie about the queen. Uh, is it a biopic or? Yeah, when um, it's a, Helen Mirren plays the queen. Oh. When Diana died. You should have watched Spencer Helen. instead. Yeah. Is she in there too? N- uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so it's about Diana. From that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Spencer Rattler, <laughs> Spencer's Spencer Rattler, dude. I did see the Spencer Rattler documentary. Fuck Spencer Rattler. Is that a rodeo clown? No, Spencer Rattler. Look, dude. Type, dude. God, I think. All right, here's the thing. I guess some people would find this man attractive. Um, I think he's horrifying looking. Uh, his sister's wildly attractive. Oh, he looks like a creative character. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, looks, a, a, a NPC. He's clearly one of Elon's kids, right? There's some Elon in that man. A non-playable character. Yeah, that is an NPC. Yeah. No, he's definitely a playable character. He's like operated by a twelve-year-old, and he fucks you up in Grand Theft Auto <laughs> over and over. Yeah. Well, he's not very good. He's got a no, hell of a name, Spencer Rattler. Again, you know where he's from. Phoenix, Arizona. 
Rattler. <laughs> That's Ty. All right. Randy Michael Stat. That's me. This week, you won't end the document because you are the way that you are. You plan things out. Prepared. You knock things out. You're a man of numbers. You're a man of discipline. You're a man of science. Therefore, you fill out the Google document. Me? <laughs> Shoot from the hip, baby. All right? I'm just blasting farts, <laughs> stealing hearts. That's what daddy does. Russell, your thoughts? Uh, it's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing neither. So, Randy. <laughs> One of which I'm happy to report. Blasting farts? Yeah. Dude, we, don't, we, we don't need that. Dog, we were outside. We had a good talk. We had a couple good talks this week. We had one good talk. Was that outside? And I was just ripping farts. You say ripping, but they come out like a squeak toy. That is not true. Yeah. That is not no, true. No, no, that, no. No, no, This fart slander will not be tolerated. It's comical. Not be it's tolerated. Like, it sounds like a clown nose when you fart. Okay. And there's you no need odor. To know. Okay. There's nothing. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. I, look, here's the thing, man. I won't stand for a few things. And declassifying my farts is one of those. Okay. I have many gears. I have many levels. So for you to just simplify my very complex and my very self-dedicated art of flatulence to that, you have no idea. It's like, it's like, it's like you're deaf in someone's playing Mozart. Okay. You just you just don't know. <laughs> you can feel the vibrations, though. Yeah, not of his farts, because they're very feminine. I'm talking good vibrations. Bitch, <laughs> watch your move. I'm going to start calling them queefs, because that's what they I had me of. an... I was ripping good farts out there. Nah. Now, when I hit the... That's a talent. <laughs> you know what that is? That is a tight, tight... Rectum. B-hole. Oh, yeah. 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 Daddy keeps it tight. It's coming from a rectum, but you didn't obliterate him. No odor, comical noise. I'll tell you this. I had farts. I forgot what day it was. Horrendous smells. Okay. Something was up, dude. I don't know. I don't know what I... <laughs> I noticed you bought that vanilla candle and you were walking around with it, so it must have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> what was I walking around with a vanilla candle? I don't know. You had your little torch? You're like, look what I bought. And you're like, Pfft. oh, dude, I brought no oh, vanilla. I I thought you would have picked up on that uh, little slant right there earlier. Tongue is apple. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I wanted it smelling like fall in here. I know vanilla is not fall. I know. I've actually heard you make fun of people who buy vanilla candles. That's why I chose that. Oh, Randy. That's right. Well, look, Randy is a vanilla candle. Look at him. <laughs> vanilla is a flavor. See? Because yeah, Randy's lit, said the vanilla candle. All right, long story short, what'd you see? Because <laughs> you put in there that you had only seen one movie this week. So what, what, what uh, you know, you're you're a man out there in the streets, right, baby? Uh-huh. When you see no movies? Uh, well, as uh, listeners know, I was not here last week on the previous episodes, so I uh, I had to, or I went to go visit some family uh, in Boston, Massachusetts. Had a good time. 
stayed in Brookline, Massachusetts, and I uh, got very familiar with the train out there. Love a good train. What kind uh, of train situation? How many dining cars? (laughs) Just like the the light rail, like a BART type situation. Mm -hmm. You say the white rail? What are they, segregated? The light rail. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. There are some jokes that... Uh, here, I, this is for you, the audience. I apologize. They're they're not for you. They're for Clark because they make him angry. The only thing that gets any emotional reaction out of him is bad comedy. So it happens to be my only talent is terrible comedy. So <laughs> we're working with it. So this morning, I watched a uh, new movie that is on Shutter dot com. Still using uh, a friend's login information. So LM, <laughs> if they listen. It's called Speak No Evil. It uh, just came out uh, this year. It's an uh, hour and 37 minutes. Um, and it's essentially this Danish family is on vacation in Italy. They meet a, uh, a Dutch couple. And they, uh, you know, have a good time. They don't get like, you know, don't spend too much time with them. But uh, essentially when they are done with their vacation. Also, that happened really fast, that edit. I didn't realize like much time had went by. All right, so I have also seen this film with Randy, so yes. I'll I'll pepper in a little bit, but um, Randy, hundred percent. Oh, yeah, that was weird. Um, it's like it's economical. It was, I get it. it it's fine. It was super economic, but you had no frame of of time passing, which I think is intentional yeah. on what maybe happens later. Um, sure. but it looked great. Also, I want to say, like, the movie looked incredible. Yeah, no, great cinematography. Uh, director Christian Taftrup. Um, so essentially, uh, yeah, after they get done with this vacation, they're back home for a little while, and then they get an invite from the Dutch family to go uh, hang out for like a weekend. I don't know, a long weekend, three-day weekend or something like that in their little, uh, I don't know, sort of like idyllic away from the city, pretty like in nature, little Dutch house that they have. And yeah. uh, sorry, real, real quick. So, Russell and Oksana, you guys, all right, you guys go on vacation. All right. Uh, I don't know where you would go on vacation. Probably wouldn't leave. Yeah. All right. See, that's the thing. Randy, we got to think of something here of like, you know, they wouldn't go internationally, right? If they did, they'd probably go to Britain. Excuse me. I am a Californian. I was born in the Bay Area. I don't leave the fucking state, dude. I, I, you really don't. And here's the thing. You know, the rest of America, there isn't a rest of America. We are the capital of culture. And how dare you even assume in a fantasy that I would cross a border? I did go to Tijuana one time, so maybe Mexico. <laughs> love, love knows no borders, dude. Although I was puking out of every hole after that, so I don't know. We went to Washington. Oh, yeah. Oh, we like did go to Washington. Four years ago? Oh, my God. All right, so where would you guys go on vacation? Venezuela. The woods. <laughs> the woods. All right, so <laughs> we got it. So you guys go to a resort in the woods in Venezuela. Okay. And you guys meet a couple in the woods of Venezuela. Oh, I like and where you, this is and going. And you guys hit it off with this couple mm-hmm. in the woods of Venezuela. Now, again, Randy... We don't really know how long they had hung out with this couple uh, in the woods yeah. of Venezuela. I had no idea. but And I had no idea how much time had passed, but you, you struck a liking with this couple. You guys go home. One day, Russell, you come home from work. You get the mail. 
You look at the mail, and it's a letter from the couple that you met in the woods okay. in Venezuela. And they're like, hey, we'd like you to come visit us. And Back they, in the woods? Or? No, they okay. live eight hours away from where you live. Oh, convenient. Yes. Now, again, it's Europe, and all the little countries are cute and adorable oh. and tiny, and so it's a different country. Well, in California, eight hours away, that, could be, that could be problematic, too. Yeah. We were getting in some weird red territory out there. I don't know. Those hills have eyes, though. <laughs> so sorry, would you would you go visit this couple that you met once right. on a vacation i need more information eight hours away what, what's their economic status are they loaded what are we doing when we're hanging ah out? russell excellent question he's a doctor i'm not hanging out with a doctor <laughs> probably trying to get me some pfizer shot or something i'm like no nah, i can't do that okay miss uh osachi <laughs> um i don't see it no i don't think so what kind of doctor he's just a doctor no come on he that's always a doctor is he like a skin doctor randy did was there any clarification on uh his doctorhood yeah the the specialty was undefined just doctor see he could be a kevorkian general practitioner he could be a dr kevorkian he's an internist (laughs) all right is he a cool guy is he down to earth or is he kind of like charismatic is he wearing a watch i can't hang out with another watch he's watch guy oh watch guy charismatic all right are you in this reality charismatic he's a hundred percent a watch guy. do i have a clark little in my life because i feel like he's kind of like veering to the sun here and i can't this guy no this guy's got bd okay is he cool guy doctor is he offering me like he's like hey you look like you want to work out and are failing you want some d balls like hook you up i'll be like all right i'm gonna go hang out maybe a little bit of that okay i'll hang out with him yeah, it didn't take yeah. much. <laughs> here's a here's the thing. Just a five milligram steroid. Now he'll get you to like you. Okay, I'm starting to like him already. There you go. All right, ready to take it from here. I just wanted to build because <laughs> we have to share the, we have to share the spotlight this week. I'm trying to be as economical as possible. For sure. Uh, yeah. So essentially, they you know they're a little uh, questioning the the invite, wondering if they should go or not. But they do decide to go with their uh, daughter, and they go and. On the the trip where they originally met, specifically like one of the first like uncomfortable things that happens, um, they say that the the charismatic doctor is um he's cooking wild boar for dinner, but they specifically told um the couple that is preparing the dinner that the guy's wife is a vegetarian, but they seem to have pretended to forget, but I don't think they really did forget. And so that's kind of uncomfortable. Then a bunch okay. of other. Hold on. Now, is there an ominous note of music to accompany that reveal? Not right there, but there is throughout the movie. Okay. There's sort of like uh montages that now, have like very ominous, like almost classical music playing, like a lot of strings and stuff. Yeah. I, I was going to say like, Randy, how would you classify it? Cause it was um, very early on in the film. You, that's you cannot escape that score. Okay. That score is aggressive and that score is uh I loved it frankly and Same. it mm, it builds up the first half of this film is a slow burn. And the first half of this film is very different from the second half. Of a this Marvel film. movie? 
We got a Ty West Russo collab. <laughs> the first half of this a hundred percent feels like a, a a a Danish thriller, a Danish horror movie, a, um, okay. an IFC, something that we that Randy and I would go see at two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon at Embarcadero. Okay, so A twenty four is the Lamb. <laughs> Uh, I'd say it's a little more like a light Haneke or a light Lars von Trier. Yeah, yeah. You get that dreary, you know. You got like the very like uncomfortable like uh, social situations like you get in a funny games situation. Dude, Randy, remember when we went to go see a Haneke film at one? What was that movie where the, the poster is like the water and the road leading into it? Uh, Happy ha- End? Happy End. It? I think it's yeah. something like that. Yeah. I fucking do. That movie opens with like what a hamster being murdered. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. So, okay. But just to get back when you guys were talking about the, um, Oh, she's supposed to be vegetarian. I worked with the bitch. All right. She's like, Oh, I'm vegetarian. This little blonde girl. And she was so happy. So proud of this fact. I mean, they always are right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, one day we're ordering barbecue from a very hefty barbecue place out here in the city. And uh, she was like, oh, I'd like to get something. And I'm like, oh, they've only got meat. And she's like, yeah, let me look at the menu. Uh, There was no ominous music accompanying this. In fact, my thought was like, typical. You know how many friends I have that are like, oh, I love Boca de Beppo. Oh, Boca 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 de de Beppo. Let's get some Boba at Boca de Beppo. You You know what I mean? You need to hang out with better people. No, but I'm saying like, you know, it's almost like a shirt you put on. Like I'm a vegetarian today. Tomorrow, I'm going back to food. Okay, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I and honestly, when I found out that those motherfuckers can eat eggs, I could do it. I could be a vegetarian. Just I could live off. Bro, eggs. I don't eat eggs anymore. Yeah, your farts reflect that, dude. No, and my farts would no- be great because <laughs> I don't eat eggs. Yeah, you have no protein, bro. Egg farts are the worst, dude. Oh my what? god. Oh, <laughs> God, it is poltergeist up in here. We, again, we have different kind of weather. It started actually raining. Can we not have a happy medium in this house? I don't know. But the window just blew open like there was, like Clark mentioned, a poltergeist or a tree trying to come through. God. I, oh, but a beautiful breeze yeah. coming from the Feels butthole great. of God is blessing us right now, dude. Okay, This I'm, is God's fart, I'm and sorry. it smells wonderful. I, I took us on a tangent there. So yeah, back to uh, it's ominous that she's eating meat. Although yeah, that's also, like that's like the course. first thing that happens that's kind of uncomfortable, and it gets much more uh, serious and darker from there. And uh, yeah, it, it it goes places. And yeah, the end is it was one of those movies where you are kind of wanting something more to happen, just because like it seems like it's building up to something like it, it is definitely very like a slow burn. You know, it's but funny then when I, something happens. You know, so I've been thinking about that because, you know, horror movies suffer the most from it. And it's the idea that, you know, in the first and second act, you've kept me engaged and interested and I'm, I'm in on your ideas and I'd like to see where we go. And then you get to the third act and there isn't any flourish or it like doesn't continue. And you're like, dude, you couldn't come up with something. Like, this is the ending we get. So I totally, I, I honestly think it's a symptom mostly of horror films. Because you can be so yeah. creative up top. Also, well, how, is, horror, it, how horror are we doing in this movie? It's more like, like I said, it's more like Haneke than it is like a horror movie. It definitely, like, 
the ending definitely goes there. Yeah. Horror wise. But besides that, it's pretty much, it feels pretty like, you know, just dark art housey. Well, yeah. dude, that can honestly ruin a art house movie. What was that movie when um Clark was gone and we had Nick Nordlinger on? We talked about one film and he fucking did not like it. And it sounded just like this. It was like a dinner movie. And at the end, they were like cannibalizing people. Spoiler for the film. I can't remember. I think it was. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And he, or it's something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It had a similar name. And he was just so deflated by that ending. And I'm like, hey, that's fair. Like, we should have stayed in the pocket. Like Randy said, I think we're kind of serving two masters here to a certain extent. Um, the ending of what we got here is miles away from what we thought we were getting at, but everything kind of matches up. Some things don't match up. I'm trying to be very, very gentle in this. Uh, I'd like you guys to see this. I'd watch this again. Um, I had fun with this. I think I liked it a little more than Randy, right? Three and a half. Yeah. I don't know. I I probably wouldn't watch it again, but. I enjoyed it. How did you feel at the end, uh, Randy? I don't know. Still like still working through it. I don't know. It's like, okay. Oh, uh, um, hmm. Melancholy anger. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, a, it's, it's a bummer ending for sure. Is it though? I don't I mean, know. I mean, look, look, on surface level, yes, you are right. What Randy says is true. Uh, Russell, Oksana, I want to be very clear on this. This movie's a fucking bummer, okay? But this is what happens to stupid people. Okay. True. And this shit, I don't know. Randy, now here's the thing. Like, I feel like, you know, this movie would be huge, um, you know, with the the big Alex Jones crowd. Um, what? I, that's all I can say. <laughs> also, I feel like I may have spoiled things. I am more confused than ever. All right, so good. Okay. I'm building intrigue. <laughs> we almost watched this, and I was looking it up because um, Terrell brought it up because it had just dropped on show. Yeah, yeah. And one of the first reviews I saw of it, which I didn't finish reading, was like, I'm Dutch and this movie's overrated as a Dutch film or something like that. I have no idea. I didn't finish reading it. <laughs> that was so funny. Why do they make such a distinction that it's a Dutch and a Danish Well, family? I think it's more important in Europe. Like Clark mentioned, we yeah. have all the countries right next to each other. Those cultural nuances become, you know, you it's, get kind of precious. With it's them. a big thing and they play it beautifully. Uh, it's a big thing that, you know, it's Dutch and Danish and this Danish, uh, family drives eight hours, you know, to Holland to go meet this, uh, Dutch family. And it's a slow unraveling of things. And, you know, they, they have children, um, that play with one another, but, uh, their child, uh, has a disorder, um, where he cannot speak. Um, and, uh, then shit just there's a moment in the second act that works so well that just gets you. I think what, yes, you can pick apart certain things here in terms of um, the bigger picture of thing. And I'm really trying to step lightly here because they pull the rug out and um, 
I think how they got there was great. So do you think people should watch it? 100%. Okay. I really enjoyed this. Does it does it fit in with like Shudder? Yes. Okay. And that's why I was so Randy, were you confused at the beginning too? I was like, why is this on Shudder? Sort of, yeah. I had heard one other podcast talk about it, so I was kind of already sort of prepared for more of a uh, art house looking movie. Um, but yeah, it seemed I weird at first. Nothing. I went in completely blind. Um, which is rare for me. All right. Well, I'm in. I'll watch it. Yeah, maybe I'll watch it later. Uh it's part subtitled. Yes. All right. So, Randy, what, uh, yeah, how, how did you feel overall? Where, where did the movie kind of fail for you? I don't know. I, just, I don't know if it really failed. I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the way that it ended kind of like, like I said, I, I wanted something more to happen, and then I was kind of bummed after they gave me something because I was like, uh, I guess I did this to myself, you know? <laughs> did you see where it was going? Not really, but like I said, it, it makes sense in retrospect. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I, I think it's great. And I think it played at Sundance this year. Um, Randy, this, uh, this could be at Sundance. Uh, I don't know. I didn't see it, but I don't think I watched a whole lot this past year. Oh, I thought you were Sundance. You're our film goer, dude. You're the Mr. Festival man. Yeah. I think it was uh, it was supposed to be <laughs> in person. Then it went digital. But I don't remember if I watched. I watched a couple things. I watched like uh, Emily the Criminal. That's one thing I remember. But you watched that, dude. Yeah, it's good. I talked about it on here. Hey, um, so again, last week uh, marked the return of Justin Coot in what fucking three hundred episodes. Oh, but um. <laughs> You weren't here and you hadn't seen Barbarian. Did you, you, you watched it though, right? Yeah, I technically had seen it by the time you guys recorded, but I was also very sleepy. So I probably wouldn't have been very engaged anyways. No, no shame. I'm, I'm just curious. Did you like it? We don't have to get into it or anything. I did. Yeah. I super enjoyed it. I saw it at an AMC at like, I don't know, five or something on a weekday. There was maybe three other people there. Rad. Um, so not a, you know, not a, uh, big audience, uh, by any means, but really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I think it's, you know, super smart, great script and writing and, uh, yeah, great casting and love the surprises. I really, I think one of you said you didn't like the flashback part that much. Yeah. It, it, narratively, I thought it, it felt a little intrusive because it like, otherwise the film was doing what felt like a nonlinear thing, but it was. It was like running with time, like especially when we jumped to Justin Long, just the, you know, the tone changes so much that that one flashback was like, oh, weird. But I mean, I get it and I liked it. Also, that flashback cost some money. Oh, yeah, for sure. I really dug how they shot that. And then I was listening to an interview with uh, the director and he said that the movie Angst really inspired that segment, which I totally get from the way that the camera moves. Yeah, it's like got this very like weird, ominous way of moving the camera, but. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. No, no, you're you're you nailed it with that camera movement. I love that over the shoulder, almost like third person video game camera. You yeah. know, it really the first like I've seen Angst. I saw it at the Alamo and it was beautiful. But the movie that really put that kind of like cinematic approach on my radar was fucking um Get Out. Cuz it opens with um just a dude walking around the suburbs and it felt like a labyrinth 
and you can't read his emotions, but you're along for the ride. I don't know. There's something about that that really works for building tension. Yeah. And you're totally right. God, I didn't even click. Man, I got to watch Barbarian again. Hey, Randy, what, did you um, buy into my theory at all about it being, uh, you know, I don't want to get into the theory, but. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that that makes sense. I also just like Clark noticed that they called that the street was Barbary Street. So, yeah, I also no, went know, very literal with it. But there's, you know, many interpretations, I'm sure. I think there's a, a Barbary Street in Hollywood. I, I remember looking that up at the theater. Like, is this literally like, OK, I'll sound well, I'm a Barbary girl. Ooh, living in a Barbary <laughs> world. Barbary girl. Is that a good or a bad thing? Come on, Barbary. Let's go, Barbary. <laughs> Come on, Barbary. Let's go, Pottery. <laughs> yep. Yeah, see, Barbary Coast Road. I know about the Barbary Coast, dude. That's in Hollywood, South Carolina. You Barbary doink. <laughs> God. You know what? Don't show me the screen. <laughs> I told you. But you're right. <laughs> I definitely, I Googled them. I'm like, uh, I don't know if this is good enough to bring up. God, Glad I didn't bring it up during you, that episode. You ding dong. The Barbary Lane in San Francisco. See, I told you. Famous street that doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> okay, get that article out of here. Uh, but yeah, no, go see. They're doing good things over there in 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 Holland and Denmark. Uh, they got they got a little uh little, little um government money to make movies. They got a little house in there. Oh, that Holland. Too. What are they called? The little things. You see Barbary. Them, you see them at the putt golf courses. <laughs> a windmill. Windmill. Oh, yeah. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Randy, what was that? They go to like this weird windmill slide. That thing was cool. I don't remember. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 no, I do remember that part now. Oh, my God. Randy, he's the high incoherent one. Not Randy, you. Randy, that was a big part in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I remember now. With yeah. the slime. They were playing putt-putt golf, as Clark would put it. Okay, first of all, everyone who is cool calls it putt-putt no. putt golf. No, no, no. Mini golf. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking losers, dude. Right. It's called putt putt because it sounds cool. Sounds like your farts. Putt 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 putt. Fart fart. Randy, anything else? <laughs> <laughs> That's it for me. Uh yeah, I watched what Randy watched. It was good. Uh I don't know, dude. Like four, four and a half, five, six, seven. <laughs> Yeah, dude. It's like feel it out. It's pretty good. He gave it a three and a half. No rewatch. What are you giving it? Also, why are you looking at Letterbox when you never interact with Letterbox? You know. This is why this you is why I know. fell off my Letterbox. Because you no. know that I am a voyeur. So when Dad I is a peeping Tom. If I review a movie when I watch it, then when I bring it to the show, y'all are disengaged because you already know what I thought. So I'm like, I, I let my letterbox tank. It was popping over there. Everybody was waiting. They were just waiting for my review. They needed my hot takes to live their life. Hot takes. <laughs> hot piss. <laughs> All right, it's my turn. Can I get an intro or something? I don't Come know. On. How long have we been going? This is like too short. There's man. a lot of tech. Yeah, I know. I didn't even, <laughs> I got no soundboard, no notes. Shooting we're from like the 45 probably. Dog. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna be quick. So y'all we're, going, we're up. going lean, baby. I can talk about TV. Now we're gonna be the overlooked hour. 
because you only talk about uh, I no. can talk about football for ten minutes. You could, but we'll, I'll uh, secretly text Randy to cut it. You told me to talk about football more. <laughs> no, I didn't. You did. No, you were like, you need to pursue your own interests more. <laughs> Those were the YouTube comments. They're like, we need more Clark hot takes on the fifty yard line. Dude, do you know I didn't do uh, Kookaburra Saturday yesterday? Uh, yeah, your life is spinning out of control. I didn't. So there was no fucking crumbs out there, dude. I know we had crumbs all over because we ate churros. <laughs> Actually, good segue because on Friday when we ordered Mexican food, this is our ritual. We pick up Terrell immediately after work. We drive here. We go. To, oh, we go to Total Wine. We get some pumpkin beer because it is the season. We got the fall candles. We're really y'all got, setting the, the, y'all tone. got the worst pumpkin beer this time. I, no, it was good. No, don't get you the didn't shipyard. Try it. I know shipyard. At least lest you forget. I used to be a fucking expert in beer. <laughs> I also got a pumpkin whiskey. Yeah, which oh, also was not God. good. And I, had a, I had a bad hangover after. <laughs> I was enjoying, you know, it's like you and your candles. I just want the room to fucking ooze the fall. Yeah. And as we get closer to Halloween, there's going to be jack-o'-lanterns. I also, we got some cool LED lights. I put them on the fake candle setting. Ooh. So they're back there flickering. Tis the season. Hell. Anyway. Randy, you got your, you set up for Halloween at your house. Oh, it's Randy's first Halloween at his house. I, I probably won't decorate. I don't know. I might put a couple things up. Oh, dude. Randy, you, you have to a, uh, at least carve a pumpkin. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Randy, you got a uh, pumpkin head beer by Shipyard. Oh, dude. Yeah. Sound like Shipyard. The Imperial Stout one was better. I think it's called like Witch's Brew or something. I don't know. Anyway, so when we were... uh, That was about which. It was pretty good. When we were uh, enjoying our food, I got churro crumbs all over the table. You got CCs? uh, Shout out to Tijuana because it's churros that uh, wrecked my orifices. (laughs) Okay, that's enough of that. Really? Why? That shouldn't happen. We went in there and we were like strictly like we're not eating or drinking anything. We hung out there for a long time and there was a churro vendor. He was deep in the neighborhood. We were out at Tijuana and I'm like, fuck it. Like, I got to have a churro. I love the churro. I love brown sugar. I love sugar. I love bread. <laughs> I, I I had it. Fantastic. I liked it so much. I bought three more. Then I went back to the hotel and I died. My skeleton turned to liquid you and came eat, out any way it could. You didn't eat anything else. No, it was it. You didn't drink anything no. else. I, and it was probably because of the water and the dough. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. it, dude, again, my skeleton liquefied and came out of me any way it could escape. And uh, you know how I cured it? Because we were going to Comic-Con one way or the other. I chugged a bottle of Pepto-Bismol and it worked. Shout out to Pepto-Bismol, our new sponsor, Pink Liquid, the only one you should put in your mouth. Anyway, on Friday, what I did, I watched a fucking movie and we did this thing where we were talking about Speak No Evil. But Terrell was like, actually, Sarah Michelle Galar. That's how you pronounce her name. No, it's not. I'll say it for you, plebs. It is. I no, heard the Howard Stern. No, they not. talked about it. Go look it up. You no can one find listens it. to Howard Stern. He has been As, relevant in 20 years. Should, I agree. This was 20 years ago when she was on and when she was more relevant. Anyway, I love Sarah Michelle Geller. She was there. She plays the principal. She's not on the poster of the movie. So Tro was like, I don't know. She might just pop up and bounce, but I really want to watch it. I'm like, fuck it. Let's do it. It's a comedy, not a horror movie. And, um, I pulled it up. I believe it was on Netflix, right? Wait, wait, wait. Just so, just so I'm clear, and and Randy, for for your clarification as well, uh, we need to mark down the date. We need to mark down the episode number where you and I talk about a horror movie, and Dipshit Magoo does not. Who's Dipshit Magoo? You. 
Oh, you and I was referring to Randy because you were making eye contact with me when you As said you, it. Yeah. <laughs> Randy and I talked I about know. horror movies. I know. You did not. He's got a horror movie written down in the doc, though. Randy, he doesn't look at the doc. I'm saying right now, <laughs> the way that you introduced this. Yeah. Although that's on you. The title, I called it out. Terrell had to mention it several times. Also, if you're not watching Blu-ray Tuesday, what are you doing with your life? He's giving away a steel book that will be uh, decided by the time this episode airs. So forget that. Anyway, <laughs> he um he was like, it's not a horror movie. And I'm like, dude, how long have we been friends? I watch other movies. I watch a ton of movies that he would never put on because <laughs> he thinks they're boring. If it's black and white, it's off the table. If there's subtitles, probably not. If it's pre 80s, probably not. This movie, Do Revenge. Have you heard of it? Do Revenge? Do Revenge. No. Not D-E-W like you're used to with Mountain Dew Zero. Mountain Dew! D-O Revenge. Now, uh, IMDb has it written, Dre and Eleanor agree to go after one another's bullies. Great. Fantastic synopsis. Sounds horrible. We're watching this movie. First thing I noticed that scared me, two-hour runtime. Oh. I went, whoa, wait a minute, dude. Oh. Because here's the thing. We're waiting for Trell's boyfriend to show up. So then we can watch drag. And this is where we watch like random weird shit. And I'm like, two hours. Are we even going to have enough time? It was between this and uh, American Horror Stories. Yeah. Which. How is that, by the way? American Horror Stories. I haven't watched any other season of them. This one, I think, is mostly misses. Like, you know, me and you love anthology horror. Yeah. Most of the time, they're not good. You're Mm. really dig. You're a minor at this point. And you're looking for a gem in the rough. And uh, they've had. Oh, that kind of minor. Yeah. (laughs) No, you're uh, looking for Ethereum to hit, even though there's a merger and everybody sold the news. Uh, Randy, how's your coin, by the way? I haven't checked on it for a while. Yeah. But I don't think Bitcoin's doing that well. Uh, Bitcoin actually hit a peak for the first time in a long time. I believe it was 22,000, but it's probably down from there. 22. Yeah. It used to, I mean, remember back when 50. Randy was rolling in it, we bought that house, 60,000. Randy's like, I'm going to buy multiple houses. That's right. Now he's slumming it in Atlanta with David Lynch. Anyway, do revenge. Uh, I don't want to spend a bunch of time here, even though, you know what? I like this movie. Why? In no universe did I think I would enjoy it as much as I did. But um, Oksana made an observation early on that I thought was so astute and on just on point that I gave her a high five. It was one of the <laughs> weirdest moments in our relationship. But she went, Oh, this is like clueless mixed with strangers on a train. And I went, whoa, you just blew my mind because you are a hundred percent right. Damn. This movie is Hitchcockian nineties teen dramedy. I mean, dude, it's so weird. It's uh what clueless 10 things I hate about you. What else we got? There's Heathers. everything. In Cruel fact, intentions. Dude, Cruel th- intentions. They literally have um the iconic music from the movies too so it's constant 90s nostalgia wild things um eh, not so they much don't, wild they don't things, go horny. even though if you're looking at youtube right now that picture is very wild things-esque anyway it's two girls they're both in different- do they get horny with it i mean well it's a high school thing so there's definitely like uh i'm sorry do you not watch euphoria no, I'm saying it's a high school thing, so they definitely get horny. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, they don't go euphoria style. This is more um, clueless. I wish euphoria didn't go euphoria like, style. Like the, the beautiful thing about clueless is that we have the sheen. It's the Charlie. It feels like the plastic world of a studio film, mm-hmm. yet they sneak in interesting ideas and nuance, right? 
Sure. And um, that's why a movie like Clueless will live on forever because it's authentically interesting, even though they're playing in kind of like studio garbage uh, genre. And this movie is no different. And it has Ant-Man in it. Dude, uh, yeah, Ant-Man was good in Clueless. This movie has Maya Hawk. Do you all know who she is? Uh, I think so. Maya Hawk is the offspring of Ethan Hawk and Oksana. Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. Whoa. Now I point that out because this movie is populated with beautiful people. Except for a couple of people who I'm like, really? Now, um, uh, the character Max is the titular, uh, hot dude that everybody loves, but you know, it's kind of questionable. And when he appeared on screen, Terrell's like, that's the hot guy. <laughs> like he was like, what? Like he's got kind of a character actor face. Yeah, I've seen him. He would be the hot guy in a horror movie and, you know, a low budget one. Hey, no, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not shaming him for it. Is he's, that the kid? He's clearly, uh, that is him. He's, uh, clearly a beautiful person whom I could never even be in the orbit of. But in this movie, it felt a little out of place. Then we introduce another character. He's wearing a Star of David necklace. Who's a little bit lower on the social totem pole, which is uh, Eleanor, played by Maya Hawk. She, it didn't make sense, but she has a face of, wait, how are you going to be the popular girl? Like, you clearly, now, the picture you have up Y'all on the screen. Y'all are judgy as hell. Well, okay. that's the thing. This movie's about being superficial. Part of it, too, is she's got the worst set of wigs in this entire Her wigs time. are... Oh my God. She's 18. Why she got wigs? She's 24, I believe. She was born, what, 98? We talked too much about this before. Yeah. But the DNA strand here is it's made of plastic. Everything here is superficial. Look at her in that picture. That wig is fucking terrible. And it's distracting. Not it's fine. It's fine in here, but she's going to become the tip of the mountain in this school as far as culture and popularity. And it's like, I'm not buying that. Um, again, I'm splitting these really dumb fucking hairs because there's technically this movie just fucking works. Um, Sarah Michelle Geller is the principal. She shows up more than you would think. How she looks great. She looks good. Now I did age her a decade more than she is. So I thought she looked fantastic. And I was like, all these other Hollywood bitches need to like. How old call. did you think she was? I thought she was over fifty. I believe she's forty-five. Mm-hmm. She's 45? forty-five, and I was like, "Dude, she's looking fantastic." So you're saying there's a chance? A chance for what? <laughs> you're trying to don't you dare because I love her and Freddie Prince. They are my hey, Hollywood hey, couple. Hey, guess what? He can join too. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem. Also, I heard he's very into weed. So I think y'all would get along. Bro, let me tell you something right now. Me and <laughs> Freddie Prince would crush it together. Oh my God. You would have the most boring sports we podcast. We would be best bros. You, she's not anywhere on the main like, cast it's fine. page at all. She's a callback for old people like me. Who's like, oh, she's, <laughs> she's my queen of the 90s. Which, I hate to say it, but man, I'm old enough that now the 90s nostalgia popping up, I'm completely into it. I, I was totally into it. So do revenge. If you like dramedies, I didn't say anything about this movie. There are twists and turns, stranger on a train. It's all well-deserved. Oksana, again, congratulations. You nailed it. <laughs> I was so happy to be in a relationship with you when you said that. I wanted. I wish I had it on TikTok so everybody could hear it. It was astute, perfect, 
like you, this is great. <laughs> what are the chances Randy sees this? Randy, um, Randy would appreciate it, but he would be bored with it and regret watching it. So Randy, uh, read reviews of it. I think you'll get more out of that than watching the movie. But, you know, this is a great movie. It's a gateway drug. If you are a moviegoer and want to become a film fanatic, you know, uh, take a little bit of this medicine. Do revenge. It was good. Um, I'm going to briefly mention. Oh, God. Should I paint the picture? Um, on Thursday, movie opened up. Ty West. I, y- y'all knew we were going to talk about this pearl. We went to see it after the movie ended. We brought everybody back um, to my house and we watched another movie. I'm going to talk about that one first because I don't have a lot to say. It was Goodnight Mommy, which dropped Thursday on. Was that Hulu or was that Netflix, too? It was Amazon. It was Amazon Amazon Prime. original. Amazon original. This is your run of the mill American remake of a foreign horror movie. And if that makes you cringe or your eyes roll back or you instantly get bored, correct response. They do nothing new. There's a little bit aesthetically different. I think all the choices are for the worst. If you want to watch Goodnight Mommy, watch the original. I don't like the twins as much. I don't like Naomi Watts. The twins? The fact that it was Naomi Watts ruins it too because you know her face is going to show up on there and even like in the original she's a bandaged up lady in this one she has a um i don't know it looks like she's about to rob a bank naomi watts has occupied the role of a harbinger but a harbinger for the moviegoer to where it's like (laughs) hey i'm in this movie don't watch this movie one of one of the trivias on uh on netflix this is her seventh uh remake whoa yeah dude this is what she does and I'll, dude, it's not good. And here's the thing. Goodnight Mommy is one of those movies that the B-roll, the um, exposition, the exteriors of a building are all things I still think about. The torture in that movie was good. They cut the torture out of this movie. Let me just warn any horror fans out there. If you're waiting, like Clark and Clark and Randy had the dismay of a third act that went too horror. This is the reverse. This is the movie where you're waiting. You're like in the French one, they did it. Ooh, so here they're going to bring it. They I, don't bring it. Well, I understand what you're saying, and I appreciate the method you were going to. Yeah. Not necessarily that with that movie. Okay. I wouldn't necessarily say it. It was for it goes, Randy. It go, well, it goes, in a, it goes in a very specific direction. That's fine. Um, very specific one direction here okay you know what my else? favorite band i've spent too much time on this but there's one thing i want to point out i like the kid in that though when we got back i've seen him and stuff when we got back from i didn't like him. the boys he's in the boys really is i don't it watch the, it is it pull it up i don't watch fucking pull it up. which one because they're really twins are they yeah they're twins cameron so here's the thing I don't watch the gruel of cinema called Marvel movies. Oh, no, that's not I don't him. like fucking superheroes. Oh, no, it is him. I like ripped dudes, not in tights. So I'm not watching the same garbage you're watching. So I have not been introduced to these boys other oh, yeah. than this movie. Hey, these boys are working. Here's the thing. If you're trying to, like, connect with some children and you, you're rooting for them, then don't have them walk around the house like they're fucking Mark Zuckerberg. They were bending their joints like they're <laughs> goddamn robot children. I did not like it. Again, don't watch this movie. Also, if you've seen the original, not going to spoil anything here, but it's the same movie. So yeah. if you hated that twist the without first the time, cool light lava ground, uh, any of the interesting cinematic stuff from the original one does not happen here. They rehash it worse. And if you're thinking CG fire, oh, it's there. So five stars. So uh, six stars. We're breaking new ground. No, 
honestly, God, I hadn't thought of this. What would I rate this movie? Two. No, I, I got to think about it. All right. So again, if, if you say three, if, I'm going to claw your fucking If, if you're eyes new out. to this show, uh, I have broken, I've tapped into the DNA of reviews. I've thought about it and I've analyzed it and I've learned the perfect way to review a movie. You're such a thing. It's based on experience and entertainment. So a three for me means boring. A five for me means I loved it. I had a fantastic time. And a one means when people bring it up, I get angry and I can't help but talk about it. What is that movie? I'm veering. Oh, what is that movie? World War Z. <laughs> I fucking hate that movie with the raptor zombies. No, I, you know, I got to talk about it. I fucking hate it. This one. Oh, man. I think it's going to be a two for me. Ooh, five. Give it one and a half. Damn. Really? One and a, half. a two for me is I, if you, if Clark was like, yeah, I'm going to go home and thinking about watching a uh, Naomi Watson, her new film, a good night, mommy. I heard it's a remake of a interesting foreign film and they're really catering it to an American audience. I would say I recommend, uh, by the way, you look beautiful, Clark. You're a fantastic friend. I'm so glad that you're sober and we can have long conversations. I'm getting like mixed this. messages out <laughs> of you today. Dude. And I would say, I recommend you don't waste your time. There are better things out there. You know what? Why don't you just watch the original? And you'd be like, thank you. That means hell. And then I'd continue walking to the bank because I just saw you outside on the curb shooting up THC in your veins. THC. Too much time on Goodnight Mommy. Two stars. Uh, two stars. Oksana, one and a half. Which yeah. I'm sure, I honestly, you're probably correct. And the film we watched before in the theater, highly anticipated by everybody here except for Clark, is the genre master Ty West's new entry into the trilogy of porn <laughs> uh, with Pearl, the prequel um, shot secretly on set of X and uh, picked up by a 24 before it was even before X was filmed. I, re I read a lot of trivia on this. I thought it would be more interesting. It's really not. Um, again, Pearl, if you've seen a trailer, they're going heavily stylized. And an interesting thing with this trilogy is that each film is going to take place in a different decade back when decades felt different. Uh, after 2000, I think it all kind of just jumped in a blender. You really got to be on the internet now and everything's just whatever. It yep. doesn't matter. So here in the first one, we were in the seventies and porn land shooting a slasher, very Texas chainsaw. Uh, this one we're back in the fifties and we're doing a, not a weepy, but a, a sweeping drama. A peepee? -pee? <laughs> Isn't it like 1918? What's up? Doesn't it take place in 1918? Yeah, but cinematically, the language is like, oh, you know what? No, because Wizard of Oz is like early 30s, right? Isn't that like uh, 1929? I'm going off the top of my head. No, yeah. that's not the stock market crashed, you <laughs> dingus. <laughs> Randy, when was the. Uh, I think it was Wizard 37. I think it was 39. 39. I was off by a decade. So, okay, shit was mashed together back then, too. Anyway, we're, it's got that 50s feel to it. That early, very um, wholesome. The trailer looked great. Um, I'm going to tell you, he nailed it. Aesthetically, yeah. it is perfect. It looks beautiful. As a period piece, completely immersive. Technicolor? E everything from cars to dialogue. Just the way the camera language, it all is dialed in perfectly. Um, Mia Goth, fantastic. She does such a fucking good job in this movie. There is an end credit scene where the uh, the whole end credits we linger on her face. She's holding one face. It is that of a woman who is broken mentally. 
She does not yeah. blink and comes in and out of crying the whole duration. It is one of those things where if people gave a fuck about actors anymore and awards meant anything, you would be rooting for her to get one. But sadly, the Emmys are nobody gives a fuck. Emmys, Oscar, is television. Emmys, no, all the awards, nobody cares. That you'd be, you know, on my IMDb page, I would be happy to put a uh, Children's Choice Awards. That's the only award I would want because I would be looking forward to being slimed. Uh, this movie's fantastic. It works incredibly. Did I love it? I don't know. You know, the problem when you're doing a thing and you nail the thing, like I would say he perfectly executed his vision here and they even do interesting shit. Now, um, if you're a fan of X, you might be wondering who she's going to end up with. And it's like, well, that's a dumb question because she has a husband. Here's the thing. He's off to war. So there's a little bit of a mystery up in the air. It's like potential suitors might be who she ends up with. And maybe that influences her character as a murderer. Those kind of nuances, they're there. By the end of the movie, though, I feel like nothing really uh, super interesting happened. It's kind of a, um, I don't know, the journey's laid before us and we just go through it. And it, again, I feel, I feel like the balloon is deflating here and it kind of is. Because this movie, to me, the best way to describe Pearl is that if you were, having, if you were watching a movie and those characters were watching a movie, that's what Pearl feels like to me, like a movie that exists in another reality because, you know, the uh, uh, Wizard of Oz didn't have murders. It didn't have a creepy scarecrow, which they do have in this movie. And um, I don't know Ed, here for everybody who loves indie horror. You all remember the movie Faceless, right? Is that it? Faceless, the hyper gory headless. No, headless is the movie that existed in that movie. Or am I tripping? Okay, look up Headless and what movie was that in? Because that is what it felt like to me. And what I'm trying to articulate is once you know what we're dealing with, there's there's like really nothing left to have. Hmm. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, okay, yeah, we're, we're doing this thing and it's great. And if you're not completely in, yeah, Headless. So that movie is a movie made from a movie. Whatever. That's what wow. I think Pearl is. At the end of this film, there was a t found. Thank you. Um, found is a micro budget film that had uh, it was flexing in the gore department. And a little brother, no gore flex, uh, finds a tape that his older brother rented and uh, checks it out. And he starts to think that his older brother might be killing people. That movie is fantastic. I highly recommend you watch found. Well, the movie that his brother rented is headless and they went on to make the full thing. That's what Pearl feels like to me. Like in a horror film, somebody rented Pearl and they're watching it and it's this alternate reality Wizard of Oz. And then it's like, oh, cute. Now we have the movie. I don't know. Ty West is uh, a master of different aesthetics and he nailed it. And um, at the end of this, we get a tease for Maxine with three X's. Uh, it has the um, feel of a VHS tape. Ooh. So we're going to the 80s. Did they shoot that already or no? I don't think so. Actually, I was kind of shooting from the hip while we were hanging out in the theater. I'm like, whatever. They fucking did this already. That's boring. I was just talking shit. And Trell was like, uh, no, they haven't shot this movie yet. I'm like, uh, all right. You're probably right. <laughs> Rand Diesel, did you see this? Yeah, I saw it uh, Friday night. And uh, yeah, also totally agree with everything you said. Um, I was pretty much like pretty into it. Like uh, by the time the title credits rolled, 
Um, just really like, I don't know, just got into the style that he's kind of doing here. The Technicolor, the very like um, old Hollywood type of acting that Mia Goth is doing. Um, sort of like a, I don't know, just the way that she speaks and everything is very like theatrical and it's, you know, not as much as like, a, you know, just a very different style and just really into it. Um, everything looked great. Yeah, it was cool how they did like dolly shots. There wasn't like much steady cam, like there wouldn't have been like when they, you know, were uh, in the time that they were uh, depicting. And uh, yeah, Mia Goth is absolutely great in it. Um, you know, I've liked her for, well, she was in what? Nymphomaniac. I didn't see the um, Cure for Wellness. She in that? I don't think I ever yeah. saw that, but. I've seen her in a couple of things before and always liked her. Um, Stinks. <laughs> but yeah, she's great in this and I'm very much looking forward to Maxine. I almost didn't stay for the ending, but I was like, well, they did it for the last one. So stayed through the credits and uh, yeah. Randy, dang it. I, I apologize, man. I didn't know you watched the movie. I was trying to just railroad that thing. But um, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Technicolor because I don't. So it's getting good reviews, right? Because yeah. here's the thing. I feel like this is a movie made for people who, uh, oh God, I was about to like quote TNT or something. Movies Dynamite. for people who love movies, right? But the thing is, I don't, I don't know if like Gen Z gives a fuck about like the aesthetic of a performance or yeah. like the nuance of a delivery of a line. Like I feel like all those things are kind of like in TikTok world. Yeah, unless it's a preset. Yeah, you, it's just a punch. Like, it's just keep moving, keep moving. And I think the power of this film is when you really stop to think about the care and love put into all of it, Yeah, it's astounding. But do people give a fuck anymore? I mean, I know we do, but I feel like we're a dying breed. So yeah. the score, too, was kind of uh, almost a little Hitchcocky as well. Dude, totally. He's completely kind of like a, mashup of a lot of things. But yeah. All right. Yeah, this honestly, this seemed more interesting oh to me. God. Then um, I think you would like this maybe more than X. Yeah, I didn't like X. I think I would like this more, to be honest. Probably. See, here's the thing. Now, X featured a lot of flexing in the horror department. Like, I loved the reimagining of a slasher. I loved the gore. I loved he he did what um, Adam Green did with Hatchet, where it's kind of like the kills were all interesting. There are things we haven't seen done correctly, like the alligator. So what what did uh, what did Adam Green do in, in uh, Hatchet Four? <laughs> hopefully made some money because uh i felt like he <laughs> took it right out of my fucking pocket with that script yeah, although i did like seeing one of my favorite impractical jokers on there so hey. also i fan. feel like i feel like you are q fan <laughs> they didn't see they didn't capitalize that on that I at know, all dude. what is that about now randy they're your new favorite <laughs> comedy troupe what's going on yeah. there like i feel like that's a complete failure on their end they seem like smart business guys I know. Also, but maybe they stayed away because maybe a good portion of their fan base. I think he was yeah. in the forums and he was like, oh, I see a wave coming. Dude, they, I bet you there is a huge contingency of people who are QAnon people and they are Impractical Joker fans. <laughs> I think there's an opportunity to take the letter back, to take it back uh. from the cold hands of the cult. And, you know, rebrand QAnon as a Q It's fan. the perfect letter to do it. It is. It's a good letter, man. Well, I mean, I think X was the best one, but uh, David Duchovny <laughs> branded that first. So Q is the next one. Um, 
Yeah, you're but, giving that to David. You're giving that to Decove over Malcolm. Yeah, it's Decove's. And I'm going to double down on that because I'll book, give it to Malcolm. The book I'm currently reading. I mean, I love Malcolm. Great guy. Farrakhan, though, got in his ear. Now, here's the thing. I'm reading. I'm still on this journey. Right now, I'm reading the Jeanette McCurdy bio uh, biography. Oh, you got that? And I am. Uh, it's brutal. <laughs> really? It, oh, yeah. You got to tell me some dirt. It's brutal. So I don't have to read it. And her first uh, acting role as an extra was in The X-Files. So I think, uh, you know what? Was Let's she give it to raped? Her. She gets uh, not a lot of rape oh, in good. that book. But um, her mom was showering her up until she was 16. That's interesting. Sometimes with her brother in the shower. That's well, you got to save water. <laughs> you got to save and, water. Uh, when, were, they, were they raised in California? Oh, uh, I'm not answering that. And it's when, a drought. When, <laughs> what do you want? When questioned about it, she said, honey, you know, you don't know how to shampoo your hair correctly. But um, the most disturbing part is when she would give her. So her mom's a cancer survivor. I know I'm way down the tangent road right now. Uh, so she would often check her for cancer. Um, her mom survived breast cancer, so she would feel up on those little things. Sure. But she would also often check her front butt. The book is great. Uh, quick read. I'm going to finish it next week. Her front butt. Oh. I, I was Brady, hoping nobody Brady would. Press. <laughs> well, that's what her mom would call it. So Jeanette. That's cute. You know, Jeanette, I love you to death. Um, I'm so sorry for your journey. She's a regular listener in case people didn't know. She's also got her own podcast. I've never listened to it. I'm sorry. I should be as good of a friend to you as you are to me. And, you know, as I read this book, I just think of the torment that Eric Andre put you through. And um, what happened with Eric Andre? Oh, if you haven't seen Jeanette McCurdy on Eric Andre on his show. I don't know. It's uh, I don't think I did. It is the most authentic depiction of horrifying. Maybe I did. I did. I don't know who this woman is. Oh, she's from iCarly or my favorite so show, Sam and Cat. Exactly. Where she yeah, was with I Ariana Grande. Okay. All right, we're deep in a tangent. This is what happens when we aim for under an hour. Randy, where are we? Drum roll. Uh, probably about an hour or 30. Really? God damn it. <laughs> yep. All right, well, okay. I'm done. Randy, um, what'd you, what'd you rate Pearl? I didn't like it as much as X. I went uh, three and a half. I don't know. I might like it as much. I, I do kind of want to see it again. It might, uh, it might creep up on the X score. Here's the thing. So, Randy, what I'm hearing is you don't know. I logged three and a half, but <laughs> I, I, might, I might see it again. It might go to four. See, for me, right. I think Excitement. I think I'm at a four only because even though I didn't love this movie and it might even feel like I didn't like it, I really want to own it. And as a fucking physical media head, you have a sickness. I dude, I would love to get me some pearl in a slip cover, maybe a steel book. I don't know. We fucked up with X. X what? had a fantastic slipcover. What and do you think the go. chances are that they're not going to just do a trilogy box set? Really? Yeah, but you got to get both. I learned my lesson with the Masters of Horror series. Now, here, um, we, we need some flashback music. Because back in the day, I, I bought every fucking DVD that came out from Best Buy. Back when Best Buy had actual horror movies and a selection. And they came with little trading cards. I still have the trading cards. They all had slipcovers. And here's the thing. Who's the one that sounds like they're on drugs right now? It's it's called life, baby, and I'm fucking living it. And here's the thing. I needed some money. I needed some fast cash one time. <laughs> and uh, I sold all of them to Amoeba for about, now, again, season one and two. I had every fucking individual coffee, copy, pristine, baseball cards not included, did not give that back to Amoeba. 
I believe they gave me about $115 in store credit in which I turned around and I bought the Ugly Master of Horror Season 1 box set. Hell yeah. I fucking hate that box set. Dude, it's a mausoleum. It is a, that's what I said. I'm like, oh yeah, it's an upgrade. You open it up. They don't, they fucking slide the discs in these little slots. There's no protection. It's fucking terrible. Season two's in a skull, which I'm like, oh, they're speaking my language. It's fucking worse. Oh no. And I, now I have both of those and just the memories. So stay in school. (laughs) Oh, the skull's terrible. Dude, it's fucking terrible. It's fucking terrible. That's bad. Look at how they're stored in there. Dude, that's that's awful. <laughs> they're all just stacked together. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, some jokes I, I that popped into my mind that I probably shouldn't make, but Yeah, we yeah. all know. Yeah, no. I understand. Again, all hail Q from Impractical Jokers. See you at the marathon oh. in Arizona next week. The Qathon as they call it. Nope. And um if Clark doesn't make it to the next episode, we'll be introducing a new host as we memorialize Clark. How would you like to go? Like Odorous Arungus on a raft with a flame arrow? Oh, dude, Viking funeral? You're undeserving of the Viking funeral, but I would make it happen for you. Just uh, with a nice uh, kookaburra spin. (laughs) Your funeral, the way we memorialize you should be cremation, spreading your ashes from a shoebox that uh, was spilled if somebody tripped on the curb or something. It'd be Randy. He'd trip on the curb and get blood, (laughs) and he'd have some ash in his nose. (laughs) <laughs> all right any other things to wrap up no. for again i apologize i feel like i've been uh using you as the butt of the joke today it's just because you came in blasted what are you talking about i came in fresh <laughs> talking about brett Favre. it smelled like the fall randy we I might have help. to cut the brett Favre bit why uh to get the show under an hour and a half Oh, fuck you. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of the Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at The Overlook Theater, Instagram at The Overlook Theater, Facebook at The Overlook Hour, and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Stat. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye.